glory, Lord. He's all that matters. I know you might think that other people's opinions and everything is what counts, but he's all that matters. He's it. I don't want anything else but him. Amen? Is that your prayer? I just want him. I just want his presence. I just... I just want him. We've been on a series that we kicked off at the beginning of the year. New year, new me. We're going to wrap it up because most of y'all's already quit your resolutions. Now you're back to same old year, same old me. <laughs> How many, how many, how many started some resolutions this year? Come on, be be honest. Raise raise your hand. Yeah. Others, you all didn't even try, did you? No, I mean, how many, how many have kept your resolutions so far? Wow, awesome. Yeah. You know, you don't have to wait till a new year starts before you decide you're going to change your life, though. Don't have to wait till January hits. You can start it now. But but on this series, what we've been focusing on and and pushing on, and I hope you have grasped that 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 real change the big change in your life that that you're after it only comes from a daily consistency and I know you want quick change but God's after lasting change right I mean he's he's after something that lasts in your life I know that we all want the quick but God wants the the lasting and that only happens when, when every day we connect to Him and we stay in Him. He is that, that constant in our life that, that we can lean upon. I want to read this to you again in John, the 15th chapter. In the first verse, he says, I am the true vine. And I like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on that for a little bit today. I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. That it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because the of the word which I have spoken to you. So he tells them, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm the vine. I think he's trying to get a point across. You're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Tell your neighbor, you can't do anything without him. That's what it says. You, You can't do anything without him. You can do nothing without him. I know you think you've got it all together. You you can't do nothing without without him. Let me skip to verse 16. He's wrapping up his thought. What he's sharing with the to the disciples. And he says, "You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you 
that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may, he may give you. Your fruit should remain. This whole time he's been speaking of you need to remain in me and now, now he's saying if you do this, your fruit It'll remain. It'll last. It'll stay. It's not supposed to just go in seasons. You'll you'll be able to keep keep on bearing. I like the way the New Living or the Living Translation reads it. It says this. It says, You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name lasting fruit and that's really I want to focus on that and as we wrap up this this series I want to just just preach to you about a lasting success in your life how many wants lasting success come on Right, rest of y'all, y'all no, no. I want lasting. I want something that stays. I want something that remains. I want, I want lasting. I want to produce lasting success and fruit in my life. Amen. So before you're seated this morning, we just tell your neighbor, I'm, I'm ready to produce something that lasts, and you can be seated this morning. I'm. Tired of producing something and then the fruit dying. I want something that that lasts in in my life. Amen. That lasting. As Jesus is speaking on this, the the fruit. I mean, he's spending a lot of time with the disciples, and remember these these are his last words that he's sharing with them. In fact, how John puts it is John describes the the scene that's taking place. They've left the Last Supper now. Judas has already gone to do his thing. He's already shared with Peter, hey, you're going to deny me three times before the night's over. And and they're they're going now and and he's on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is one of the last things that, that he's sharing with his disciples, getting last words in. And, and if you can picture the scene, the trip that they're making up to the Garden of Gethsemane where he will be praying and, and then they'll come and capture him and try him and, and then crucify him. But this scene that's taking place is as they're walking up, there's a vineyard around. And Jesus is speaking to them in words that they can understand. And he's saying, look, you see this. Realize I am the true vine. And, and, and you're the branches. And, and you can bear the fruit. But, but you've got to stay connected to the vine. And he's sharing with them this just this principle of productivity and success that will last in your life. And I think one of the things that you've got to realize first before this can happen is some Christians have to just realize that, that God wants you to be successful. Let me, let me try this side. That's, I didn't agree, I don't think. God wants you to be successful. He wants you to be a successful Christian. He, he wants you to, to be able to overcome the enemy. He wants you to last as a Christian. He wants success in your life, in every area of your life. He wants you to have a successful marriage. He wants you to have a successful family. He wants you to have a successful career. He wants you to, to have a successful 
relationship with him. He wants the success in your life. Why? Because the success should always point back to him. When I succeed in my life, it should glorify him. Why? Because he's the gardener. And he's the source of it all. I'm just a branch is what he's saying. He's the vine. And the father's the gardener. And as the father's working, as the father's pruning, as the father manicures, uh, so that you in your life can produce the most and be the most successful, it all goes back to him. It's the, it's the glory of, of him. If, if my success doesn't point back to him, uh, then I've learned that my success will end up failing. There's a humming going on, isn't there? Y'all are looking past me trying to figure out what the hum is. Who quit humming? Is that you? Don't know what that... Can we just... Let's all just, just right now. There's a hum. We'll admit it. There's a hum. Can you get past the hum... and focus we won't even try and figure out where the hum is coming from alright and we'll just I don't even know if the hum is in here it might be outside we'll just focus okay we've got other people now working on the hum forget it forget it mass chaos you're dismissed let's go home no. How was service today? There's a hum. I don't know. Pastor started preaching. There's a hum. I didn't hear a word he said. Let's get back to it. It's hard. It's hard for me to concentrate with the hum right now. I'll be honest. That's all I'm hearing. I'm not even hearing the Holy Spirit right now. It's just hum. And it's getting louder. Man. It's like going to mow us down. Like Don's out there mowing. Come back from Florida. Just Let me get back. I'm going to try. It'll help if y'all quit smiling. And then I can quit smiling. He's speaking of production. And he makes a statement on this. He says, I am the true vine. That kind of caught me a little bit. That, that caught me off. Because for him to say, I am the true vine... Now we can all concentrate... If you can't hear the hum, it's over anyway. Don't, don't try and listen for it now. For him to say, I am the true vine, that has to kind of imply there's some false vines out there. That there are some false sources that if you're not careful, you will attach yourself to and you think you are producing something, but it's not lasting. Because I've learned something in my life that your success only lasts as long as your source that you're connected to will allow you. And you will only produce as long as what you are connected to will allow. It goes back to kind of root systems. If the roots aren't deep, then what flows out of won't last. And on the outside, it can look like there's some success happening. On the outside, it might look like you're producing, but what you're really producing won't last in your life. And Jesus is saying, look, I am the true vine. 
I'm that source that you can lock into and last in your life. I'm that source that if you connect to, that you will last. And I found out in my life that if I'm not careful, I will attach myself to other areas. And I think I'm fine because I can produce something. But if I've learned, if I'm dependent upon, say, other people's opinion as my source... If I'm dependent upon other people's, other people's, how they see me as my source that I'm going from, it might look like I'm producing something, but that, that production won't last in my life because I've learned people are... And if I depend upon the economy as my source of my success... It will only go as the economy goes. If I depend upon my job as my source of my, and I'm basing my success in my life, what I'm producing off of what someone else thinks or what someone else sees or what someone else says or how the economy is or what job I have at this moment. If I'm basing it, all this can kind of fail because all of it changes. And God's saying, if you want something that lasts, you have to lock into me because I don't change. I'm the only true source. So you can... You can kind of lock into things, but, but things don't last unless you are connected to Him because He's the only thing that lasts. You, you, you see, you have to have what He's going with, and in, in real life, you've got to have something that is constant that you're connected to if you're going to produce out of that. You have to have something constant that, that will last. And you've got to have some staying power if what you're producing is going to last. And the older I get in my life, I'm less concerned about quick results. And I want to see more lasting results. And I'm not as impressed with this quick stuff as I am seeing someone who has done it over some time. Some constant. I've learned to appreciate the constants. The steadiness. In other words, I, I love one thing. I look back and, and I, I can I can always see there's Sister Elsie right over here. Sister Elsie is 91 years old. You know where she's been for the last 60 some odd years on Sundays? This church. She was here when it started, and she has stayed. It's the steady. She doesn't agree with everything that's happened in this church. But, but she doesn't let the changing of the environment affect the constant of what she is. She doesn't allow the environment and the circumstances to change her, she is locked into a constant in her life and she has said, God planted me here. I'm not leaving. I've locked into Him. He is my source. Other things can change. It doesn't affect me because I come and I worship Him. She doesn't like all the music that we play all the time, but I see her worshiping with everything because it's not the music, it's Him and that's the constant in her life, that's what I've learned to appreciate. 
I can't stand watching people. I don't get excited anymore when somebody comes in uh, all excited uh, and just for a moment of a boost and then they leave uh, because I like the steadiness. You know, I've learned to appreciate. I think that's one of the things. I love constants in my life. I like friends. Come on. That are constant. That it doesn't matter with how I am or what I've said to them at the moment and whether or not they're friends with me or not. I like the steadiness in my life, the relationships, the constants in my life. That's, I, I love my marriage. That's the one, that's the big constant in my life. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I'm facing. I know because for the last 25 years, this has been constant. This has been steady. And this won't leave. We made a commitment. We locked in. So, so tough times can happen. But I know that we can make it together because there's this constant and Jesus is saying through this, he's saying, look, if you're going to have lasting success, you can't jump around from vine to vine to vine to vine because everything will change by the circumstances and the flow of life. But if you want lasting success, it will really produce in your life. You've got to attach yourself to me, abide to me. I am the true vine, the constant that will never leave or change with circumstances that you face. Saying the constant, the constant. He's he's the genuine, the real, and the world will try and imitate, and the world will try and offer different things, and you might see little results that will spring up and go away, and spring up and go away, and spring up. And how many get tired of that life that you live? That it's I'm doing good, I'm bearing something, eh, it's gone. I'm bearing something, oh, it's good, oh, it's gone. Oh, I'm bearing something, it's good. Boy, I made some changes, uh, it's working, uh, and eh, it's over. And now it's... Oh, y'all don't do that. But I know that y'all saw those people on Facebook who do. doesn't want your life to be like this. He's more after this. He said, I'm the true vine. And, and if you follow around and if you're basing your productivity, your fruit that you're producing, and if it's coming from different sources than him, it won't last in your life. So you'll find yourself what? You'll find yourself hopping from church to church. Let me try this. Let me try that. This will change me. Maybe that will change me from relationship to relationship. Because if that's your source that you're basing it off of, if you're basing your success by how many likes you got on a post, then you're always going to be. But Jesus said, I'm the true vine. And what he's saying is there's a steadiness there. There's a steadiness. And if you want to have the lasting because he said, I want, I want you to bear fruit that will last. Lasting fruit. That fruit that will remain in your life. You've got to steady with me. I like the way Paul, Paul says something in Romans. And this is out of the Message Bible. And in Romans chapter 15. He said this, he went, even if it was written in Scripture 
long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. There's something steady there. It doesn't matter what circumstances, it doesn't matter what you're going through. If it, if it was written, it's still for you. It's still lasting. You can still apply it. But he's saying scripture isn't something that changes with how the world feels. Are, are y'all there? Are y'all, y'all with me this morning? The hum's over. Y'all can pay back attention. Even if it was written long ago in Scripture, it's still written for us. Watch this. He said, God wants the combination of his steady, constant. The combination of his steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel and Scripture to come to characterize us, keeping us alert for whatever he will do next. And, and, and watch, watch, he's saying this is, this is him, this is what it's for, the scripture that is constant, that's steady, something I can depend on, that source that I can connect to in my life. He said there's a few things that are constant and steady about it. Did you catch it? He said there's, there's a few things that's steady and constant. It's the calling. That's steady and constant, the calling. That steady, that, that constant, that, that, that counsel, that personal, warm counsel, and even that characterized the character in you. Can I just, just, just for a little bit, can I just tell you areas in your life that you need to learn to be? And quit going up and down. If you're going to bear some fruit in your life, none. It, not just this quick little thing and then gone, and quick little thing and gone. If you're going to bear fruit in your life, there's three big things that you've got you've to become constant on in your life, just as the Scripture and God is constant and He's our example. And that is this, it's your calling. It's your character. And it's your counsel. Let, let, me, let me hit them. Your calling. I know... All of us want to know what, and we struggle with that. What's my calling? I want to know my calling. I wish I had, listen, God will speak to you, and if you're not careful, you will let your circumstances dictate your calling. And you've got to learn in your life to have a calling that becomes constant, that becomes steady. In other words, it doesn't, my circumstances around me doesn't dictate what I do for him. We go around, we go around and we'll say this, this is what the trap that we fall into when it's no longer steady in our lives. If I had more time, I would do this. If I just had more money, I would, I would, I would feed the poor if I had more money. Well, if I had more money, why don't you just give what you got? If the, if the calling that God's placing on you is the poor, why don't you just start doing, why are you letting circumstances dictate your calling? If I had more time, I would volunteer more. Why don't you prioritize your time so that you can volunteer and quit letting your circumstances in your life dictate your calling? When my kids are grown, then I will. When this, we always allow everything else to dictate our calling in our lives. If this was over, when I get this finished, when I get past this in my life, when this begins to happen, if I only studied more, if I just went to college, if I just did this, if I just, if, 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 
if, if, and you let everything else dictate your calling and you wonder why you can't produce because he's looking for something he placed in you to be steady that doesn't depend upon circumstances because he's the source in your life. And if you lock into it and be faithful with your calling, he'll be faithful and you'll produce in your life fruit that will remain. you to really amen me but it would have been nice but I'm not but listen I'm not preaching right now in an expectation of how you're going to respond I'm preaching what he's given me because that's my calling so I don't have to have the Good job, pastor. And I'm not going to preach according to what people's approval. I'm going to preach to what he gave me. I've learned in my life, listen, I've learned in my life, I will preach and I will study. I will give just as much. I have preached to six youth. And I've preached to 600. And I promise you, I put just as much effort to the six. I didn't shortchange them. And I didn't study harder for the 600. I was constant because he gave me a calling in my life. And it doesn't matter if I'm preaching to kids, to preaching to youth, if I'm preaching to adults, if I'm preaching to a conference, if I'm preaching to the house, if I'm preaching on a Wednesday night, a Sunday night, a Sunday morning, I'm going to give what I've got because I'm constant in my calling because he gave it to me and if I'm faithful in the little he'll give me much later but if you're if you're always going through life and thinking well if I get to this point then I'll really put it together you'll never get to that point because he's looking at what you do in the little I love David the story of David how he when he is just a young boy, about 17 years old, and he's facing Goliath, the big, the life-changing moment. He didn't even have to face him. He was just bringing crackers and cheese to the, to the party. Shows up, and the giant's out there, Goliath, and he's coming against the the whole army and, and humiliating the whole army. And David, David says, I'll do it. I'll, I'll fight him. You know what he says? Because so many of us are looking to face our giant, our big moment. And if I just had my big moment, boy, then I would... If I just got that job, then I would. If I could just, boy, then I will. And we're all waiting for the big thing to happen. That let's be honest, you probably weren't faced anyway yet. The big thing. David says this, he went, he said, I know that the Lord will deliver him, not into my hands not that I will beat him but God will beat him because he's the constant here's how I know because when I was just watching the sheep and nobody was watching and there is no crowds around and nobody cheering or a king saying you can do it and I'm just watching the sheep by myself the little job that my father gave me to do, and a bear came up against the sheep. I didn't back down then. The Lord gave them and delivered them into my hands. When a lion came up and tried to get the sheep, the Lord delivered that lion into my hand. And because he delivered this in the little moments of my life, I can depend upon him to deliver this in the big moments of my life because I was faithful in the little. He will be faithful to me in the big because he showed up in my little. He will show up in my big. But if I don't, 
don't take care of the little, I'll never get to experience the big in my life. And so many of us are waiting for our moments, for our chance. And I'm telling you, you've got it now. And if you're faithful in the little things, uh, He will give you the big things that you're after. You'll be able to see some fruit that begins to produce that you're wanting to, to see in your life. But it's how you respond now in the little. Am I constant? Or is my calling shifting? If everything's perfect, you'll never be perfect. You know why? Because you've got an enemy who doesn't want you to have the calling. He doesn't want you to have the fruit. So it will never be perfect, but he will always be perfect. So if I lock into him my true vine, my source, then I can be constant in my, in my calling. But, but it's not just the calling that we're shifty on, it's the character. Our character. And listen, we've all seen this. We've seen people in, in, our, in our lives, we've watched as if you're not, if your character isn't right, if your character isn't steady, if it's not constant, your character won't sustain the success that you've had. And we've watched people that they came to a level of success that their character could not sustain at that moment and they begin to fall down. So my character has to be. In other words, my character can't shift by who I'm around. What company I'm with dictates, if that dictates my character, it can't sustain nothing. Or how about my character has to be constant even if nobody's around. When nobody can see, it's my character. It's my character. In fact, I think so many times God protects us and he doesn't allow you to be successful in an area yet because he's developing some character in you that will be able to sustain that success later. But right now, if he gave you success in that moment, you would fall and you would lose it all because you haven't built your character up to that level yet. To so we have a God that he wants to build some character in you. Build some character in you. He, he said this, he made a statement in, in Matthew when he's, when he's talking to, to the Pharisees. He, he told them this in, in Matthew 12, he said, a tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. He's speaking character at this moment. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes. Boy, he was mean how he spoke. How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things. Your character. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart and I tell you this you must give account on judgment day for every idle word you speak man I should have skipped that verse huh he's judging some character right there you're going to give account for every idle word you speak, the words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Your character. Your character. Your character. When he's speaking lasting fruit, and, and, and I know we've, we've gone, gone with it with success, but really what he's, he's, he's after your character. 
That's, that's what he's after. A character that will last, that can handle it. I'm seeing some good fruit, the fruits of the Spirit coming out of you, out of your, your character, the love, the patience. The kind, I'm, I'm after, I'm after the, the fruit that you'll produce in your, your character. tell you areas you've got to look at on your character is one is honor that we don't see enough of in our world I mean right now we don't see hardly any in our world we don't honor and respect anything we don't honor authority and I'm not just talking about the president or the House of Representatives, or the Speaker of the House. Yeah, right then, y'all, some of y'all, some of y'all gave me nasty looks when I said the President. Some of y'all gave me nasty looks when I said the Speaker of the House. But I honor the position. Do you think, and Dan, we act like everybody has to be perfect for us to honor them. Daniel was honoring a king who was throwing him in a lion's den. Daniel was honoring a king who was throwing his, his three friends in a fiery furnace. Because he honored a position. He honored the authority. Your character will take you as far as you will allow it to your honor within you. And if you don't honor someone else, you'll never get the honor. Well, I don't like my boss. Doesn't matter. Your boss is over. You better honor them. And you better work hard for them. And you better do what you're supposed to do for them. Or you're not going to produce in your life. Well, if I was boss, you'll never be the boss. If you don't learn to honor somebody now, God won't honor you later. Well, if I was this, but you're not. If I was them, if he, listen, you've got to learn some honor. Who is it that God has put in your life for you to come under their authority? Well, God didn't put me there. Listen, the word of God says that he did. You know, even the president, it doesn't matter if you voted for him or not. The word says God put him in that place. That meant the last president, too. So, so we got to honor them. And everybody that he has put in the authority over us, we're supposed to honor. And if we honor, it builds the, the character he's after. So it's, it's character. Can I tell you another? Generosity is a good thing to have on your character. And it doesn't matter if you have a lot. If you, You'll never get a lot if you're not if your character isn't generous in the little. If you're not generous in this area, you'll never have more to be generous later. Listen, it all goes, he's after your character. And the things that we want to see produced in our lives the most, he's waiting to see the character rise up to where you can then produce in your life that way. But until your character reaches that, if he gave it to you, it would just fall. Let me let me let me wrap this up. Oh my goodness. That hum really messed me up. It took precious time away from me. Your counsel. He said the counsel. That 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 was one of the things you could depend upon in God was that that counsel, that constant, that warm, that personal. 
I tell you, in order to make it and to produce in your life, you need counsel, constant, steady, godly counsel. Some people in your life that when they begin to see something in you that isn't right, that will be honest with you and give you godly counsel. Not just what you want to hear. Not just, not just something that, that, that you just want to hear at that moment. I mean somebody who will come into your life and speak to you what you need to hear, what God is telling you at that moment. You need some godly counsel in your life. When Paul said, in the last days, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, he wasn't just talking about a place of worship and a service that we have right now. He's talking about, don't forget the, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. He's talking about a council, someone who can speak in your life, someone that you connect to, someone that is there for you no matter what, through the thick, through the thin, someone who is that father, that mother, that brother, that sister that you can depend upon that will speak to you, that constant counsel in your life you've got to have that listen, what I love about God so much is that He is that for me also His Holy Spirit is the count. You know what he said when he told the disciples, I'm going to leave you, but don't worry. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, a counselor to you, a source, something you can depend upon, a constant in your life because you need that so much. And he'll speak to you and he'll teach you and he'll guide you and he'll lead you. You've got to have some constant some. to produce in your life listen stand with me there, there's something that struck me I'm going to wrap this up there's something that struck me because I was thinking and I've been going back that, that Paul that, that John is is writing this and he's sharing a the last words that Jesus is really speaking to the disciples. And he's, he describes that they've left the, the last supper. They're going up to the, to the Garden of Gethsemane. This is the last moments, the, the last real big teaching. And John's remembering him saying, Look, I'm the vine. You've got to remain in me. You've got to abide in me. If you don't, you'll never succeed. You'll, you'll do nothing. I've got to be the constant. I've got to be the steadiness. You'll, you'll fail unless you abide in me. If you do abide, you're going to produce. You're going to succeed. You're going to you'll make it. Now I was thinking. I wonder what the other disciples saw. Their last words. I don't know if you know this, but out of the Gospels, there was only one other disciple that was there. Luke wasn't a disciple of Jesus. He, he wrote Luke, but it's, it's not off of his first-hand knowledge. It's, it's sharing what Others have spoken to him. Paul and others. Mark wasn't there. Mark, Mark wasn't a disciple. Mark's writing what Peter's told him. But Matthew was the other disciple. And it caught me off guard because Matthew... Matthew's position before he came to follow Christ was a tax collector. He was about numbers. His focus. This is how Matthew describes the last moments. And Matthew 26, it, he's writing it, and he says, Then they sing a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. So they, 
saying at the upper room, and then they begin to go where Jesus will pray. On the way that they're going, this is what he remembers Jesus speaking. On the way, Jesus told them, Tonight, all of you will desert me. For the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and can you meet me there? Matthew, a tax collector, the thing that sticks out at him is I'm going to fail. We're all going to leave. We're all going to desert him. We'll be scattered away. We'll get to come back later. John remembers it different. He remembers Jesus speaking, remain in me. Abide in me. If you're going to produce, stay with me. Matthew remembers you're all going to leave me. John remembers Jesus saying stay with me. I tell you your character will fail. Your calling it will fail. It's not the constant. Your, your counsel at some time, it will fail you. It's not the constant. He is the constant. And as Matthew is focusing on words of Jesus saying, you're going to leave me. You're going to fail. You're going to leave me. You can't do this on your own. John is focusing uh, on the fact that Jesus is saying, uh, stay with me, remain in me, abide in me. You're going to produce something. Uh, out of all the disciples, none of them were there when Jesus died, except for John, the one who realized and got in his heart, I'm supposed to stay with him. I'm going to fail from time to time. I'm going to miss out on something. I'm going to miss the mark sometimes. I'm going to miss it here. But there's one thing I will never do. I will never leave him. He's my constant. He's my source of life. I've got to remain in him. It doesn't matter what the world's doing. It doesn't matter the circumstances. I will not leave. I'm telling you, you've got to learn and get it in your heart. I'm going to stay. I'm going to remain. I'm going to be faithful in him no matter what comes my way. How are you going to live your life? Real change? Lasting change? That produces the fruit that the Father's after? Are you going to focus like Matthew on, I'm going to mess up. I can't do it. I'll fall off. Or are you going to be like John? I've just got to remain. If I can just stick with Him, if I can just depend upon Him as my constant, if I can just stay locked in, no matter what I'm facing, no matter what comes my way, if I can just... You've got two different ways. And I see it as Christians. And here's the difference. I see people that focus on the fact that they'll fail, fall off every time. They might spring up and then they're gone. And I watch people that focus on Him and they stay and they're steady and they produce something in their life that they're after. What's your focus? What's your source? He said, I'm the true vine. 
I'm the true vine. Not your ability. Not your talents. Not not your determination. Not your character. My character. I'm the true vine. I'm the source. Abide in me. Remain. And you'll produce lasting fruit. I want our prayer team to come up. Can I get some more prayer team? I've got to change this. Man, my family's got to get better. I've got to, I've got to be a better spouse. I've got to be a better parent. I've, there's got to be some changes that take place. You can't do it without him. And the focus can't be on the change. The focus has to be on Him and Him changing you. So remain in Him. Will you bow your heads with me? I want to pray for you. Father, I know that right now the Holy Spirit speaks in the heart. And God, I know right now that there's some hearing like Matthew and the focus is I can't do it. I've fallen before. I fell again. I can't do it. God, I, I pray right now they begin to hear like John heard. Remain. Stay with me. Abide in me. I'm the true vine. I'm the true vine. I want to see something last in your life. Connect to me. Stay with me. Don't let the circumstances around you dictate what happens to you. God, right now, God, speak to them. Change. Lasting change. Lasting success. That begins to be produced in their lives, God, because of their faithfulness to you and your faithfulness to them. Let it be in them, God. Let what you have planted in them begin to spring up and bear fruit. In Jesus' name. listen right now I don't know what you're going through some of you your source has been relationships people circumstances and you have watched your life through this and God's wanting it to but you've got to connect to it and right now as we just begin to worship him will you do something will you be so bold as to get out of your seat let one of these pray with you because you need some constant counsel along with it. You need some prayer warriors behind you. You need to learn that you can't do this by yourself. And God never meant for us to live that life that way. So get out of your seat. Let them pray with you that you'll begin to see some lasting change, some lasting success, lasting fruit in your life. Come on this morning.
Come on, just dedicate something in now. Lord, do something now. Tell him this, I just want you, Lord.
He's all that matters. He's the one constant. The one thing. His words are, I am the same. Yesterday, today, forever. His words are, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He doesn't go with what's going on in your life. He's the constant, the true vine. And if you're ever going to produce something in your life that lasts and has meaning, it will only happen because you did it through Him. And it brings Him glory. Any other way, and it will come and go. Your steadiness has to be in Him.